0: You lot, you listen to Garage Hammer, episode 153 On tonight's episode, the fat manling's feeling groovy He's got his game back, he's got his hobby back He's feeling excited Almost makes you feel uncomfortable talking about it to be honest with you So just forget it, shut it! I'm listening to me show Welcome to the garage, you tools. For the next few hours, I'll be doing the best I can to share with you my love of tabletop wargaming and uh, probably some of my various other fandoms. So bringing you games, paints, and bases, and boards, and all sorts of other goodness, I'm David Whitek, And with me, as always, when I am bereft of co-hosts, when I am missing that human interaction, Is my good friend Lindsay Lindsay, the albino Canadian hockey puck Say hello Lindsay So, um, I'm not going to ask Lindsay to say too much Because apparently people keep having trouble with the audio when she's on So, we're just going to go right along She's just going to be here with me As we go through this episode, uh, tonight I'm doing a solo run, um, so I guess you could shut it off now, but, um, yeah, episode 153, how I got my hobby groove back, and, uh, I'm just, like, super psyched about, like, everything right now. Like, this is, uh, I don't even, uh, this is gonna be an odd episode, um, I've taken a lot of notes because this is the second time I'm recording it because the first time I was kind of all over the place, Um, not through anything intentional. It's just I'm kind of so excited about everything in the hobby right now uh, that I just was like repeating myself and kind of going all over the place. So, I sat down today and thought about everything I covered and I reorganized my notes and added a few things and moved a few things around. And I think, excuse me, I got the hiccups. I think we will be a little uh, more focused and on track as I talk about how excited I am for Age of Sigmar. So, uh, before that, let's take a minute to thank the sponsors of this fine show that you're listening to now. Um, Like, uh, I suppose I'm tooting my own horn. I shouldn't call it fine. It might only be near fine. It could be near mint. You never know what kind of an episode you're going to get, especially on the second take. Uh, sponsors of Garage Hammer are unique gifts and games in Grayslake, Illinois. Mercia Miniatures, that's M-I-E-R-C-E hyphen miniatures dot com. Chaos Org Superstore! Chaos Org Superstore, Chaos Superstore, Chaos Superstore, Chaos Superstore, KSORC Superstore, KSORC Superstore KSORC... Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. And Battle Foam protecting your army. Something like that. And of course, we cannot forget our fine executive producers over at Patreon, James Mackey, Ryan Taylor, and The ever-lovely Shirley Tempel. So, um, we'll talk more about Patreon at the end of the show like we always do. Um, But thank you to everyone who's joined up uh, recently. And um, next episode, I'll have a nice list of names of everyone who's joined up uh, recently because I want to thank you all personally. I just don't have the list in front of me at the moment. Uh, let's see, uh, voicemail. We've got several voicemails, uh, in the past week. Somebody butt dialed me. Like, how do you accidentally butt dial the show? Unless the, unless you have the phone number for the show in your phone, somebody called and it was a three minutes of them just driving and talking to people. I was like, I was floored, but that's not the point that is neither here nor there. Um, We got a call from Dave from Alaska, and that's not me because I'm Dave from the Chicagoland area. So here's Dave from Alaska's call. Uh, Wants to shout out to his game group and all the fun he's been having, and I think that's awesome. And if you have an upcoming event or if you want to give a shout out to your game group, call the voicemail. Not every voicemail makes it on, but... um, if you're kind of concise or at least have something worth saying it's uh, that's pretty good and interesting and uh, doesn't put me to sleep on listening to it the first time, I'll try to get it on the show. Um, so here we go. Let's hear what Dave from Alaska had to say.
1: Hey, Dave. It's uh, Dave from Alaska, and I was just hello, Dave. calling in to uh, say hello to the show, and I uh, wanted to do a shout-out um, to the Alaska wargaming scene. We just got done with our Alaskan wargaming convention, Battlezone Ursa. It uh, was a blast, a lot of attendance. I was uh, lucky enough to get uh, invited in for the second day, and uh, a dear friend helped me pay the way because uh, I'm cheap. But uh, it was I really you. awesome that it got to, and I want to make sure I gave a shout out to uh, Kurt Mihilis. Kurt, if I said your last name wrong, I'm sorry. Um, but he organized the Age of Sigmar event, and it became a four on four Massive battle, took all day, and uh wanted to definitely compliment Kurt for uh, leading an excellent game that was very well-balanced, well-thought-through, uh, a lot of fun, and had amazingly cool objectives. Um, so it was just an awesome game and a great way to spend last Sunday. I um, also wanted to give a shout-out to the uh, Nunez men. Ramon and Adrian because I just had an amazing game with Ramon. Came down to a stone horn with one wound versus two Gretchen not Gretchen Grotz, uh and uh won the roll and got zapped away by their magic and to uh Adrian, the youngest Nanas, and because had an excellent game with him as well against his lizardmen and congratulate him on the third time tabling someone twice his age. Good job, Adrian. Anyways, the Alaska Age of Sigmar scene is really popping off, and I uh, just want to give a shout-out and celebration of it. Uh love the show, and I uh, look forward to the next episode. Thank
0: you. That was a wonderful, wonderful message, and thank you, David, for the call. Um, next, we got David Griffin. It's it's like the David show. It's fantastic. Um so another David, David Griffin calling in, uh, asked if I would promote his uh Age of Sigmar event coming up in Huntsville. And I was like, why don't you just call and leave a voicemail? And then I won't miss anything. You could tell everybody exactly what you want done. And so that's what we're doing. So uh here's this one. Maybe. <laughs> Of course, it's Mason with me now. So maybe not, um, but we'll get back to that. Um, meanwhile, oh, goodness, I don't know why this one's not playing. Uh, meanwhile, um, I did bring up, and I thought about this, and I brought up the list of our uh, Patreon patrons, and I thought it would be nice uh, to actually mention the people who came on and, and pledged because, you know, that's... that's uh, that's fair. That's kind. That's what I should do. Uh to do. So I've got that list here. And um I'm just gonna go through the list. I mean, we got you know a bunch of people who helped out, and I, part of the thing is I say, Hey, if you know if you mention if you if you help out, I will definitely give you a mention on the show. Uh I don't I remember who I mentioned, who I didn't, so I'm just gonna run down the list. Uh Christian Sylvia, Jay Wilson. Jamie Searle, Matt Gillian, uh, Greg Dan, Greg Dickhouse, Jonathan Morelli, If I mispronounce anybody's a, name, I uh, apologize. Could be Dickhouse. Um, Daniel Callahan, Jordan Carasa, Tyler Emerson, Doug Griggs, Callum Edmondson, Andrew Leach, Phil Elliott, Jerry Butts, Joe Hadfield, uh, Vince O'Shea, Jan, Davis Bailey. Matt Shanning, Lori Ames, Dominic Reitman, Tom Lambert, Johan Mata, and then I already named the executive producers. Oh, wait, don't forget Dylan Smith, Chris Crane, Donald Taylor, and Craig Bowles. Um, That's everybody who's in and patronizing the show. Uh, You guys, thank you, each and every one of you so much. You literally make this show uh, happen at this point, so... That's really awesome of you, and I appreciate it. Uh, so we're going to move on. So, hey, whoop, Dave. Whoop, and there this it goes. What
2: the? I just wanted to uh, shoot you a call real quick uh, to help promote my upcoming Age of Sigmar event down in Huntsville, Alabama on October 15th. Um, it's going to be a one-day, three-game event using the General's Handbook. Uh, armies will be at 2,000 points with a 1,000-point sideboard. Um, we'll be playing the Take and Hold Border Wars and Gifts from the Heavens battle plans. Um, we're also going to have a loot system uh, derived um, from the uh, Allegiance artifacts that's going to be pretty interesting, I think. And that, that, the rules for that and uh, any FAQs and house rules um, can be found at our player pack um, at www.redstone-rumble.com. Uh, that's also where you can find tickets. Um the Redstone Rumble is uh, hosts multiple game systems like 40k, uh Kings of War and War Machine and Frostgrave and uh Bolt Action. <clears throat> but this is the first time uh AOS will be there and we're really hoping to make it a success. Uh, we still have plenty of room and uh we're working to hit our goal for the event. Um if anybody's interested in coming and playing to Major Sigmar, um we'd absolutely love to have you. Uh we don't want the tournament atmosphere to turn to turn anybody off. This is absolutely not a smash phase hyper competitive event. We just want to, you know, have a good time and roll some dice. And um if you're interested at all, you can contact me at uh, dwgriff45 at gmail.com. That's d-w-g-r-i-f-f-4-5 at gmail.com. Or you can find me on Twitter at Nash of Sigmar, so Nash as in Nashville. Um Again, you know, we'd love to have you and um, try to build the community and make Agent Sigmar even bigger than it is now. So uh, thanks, Dave. Okay, and the,
0: it just kicked in finally, like right on time, almost as if on cue, which it wasn't, but that was kind of interesting. Um, yeah, so that was from Dave Griffin um, for Redstone Rumble, and we got some emails, got a bunch of emails, that's why I did the voicemail first. However, uh, you know what, we're going to take our first break, and when we come back, uh, we got a kind of a full listener mailbag. And I wanted to address at least a few of these Um, Some of them were very nice Some of them were pointing out um, my, my stupidity in the last episode And so I wanted to cover this So we'll take a quick break And when we come back we will cover that Show Folks, and it's a little time we like to call email time, or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> okay, uh, quiet, Lindsay. It wasn't that bad. Okay, um, so bunches and bunches of emails. Um, I've I've sort of called the herd a bit uh, to keep it as streamlined as possible. Uh, I want to thank Chris Eno for the really kind email, and Chris, I I hope you are feeling better. Um some really nice email i've got several emails recently from people who are kind of new to the podcast uh, a lot of lot of 40k players coming over and, and listening uh, a lot of people who were listening after Eleanor coming over and saying oh i'm gonna give that aos a try i'll give dave's podcast to listen to and thank you for listening refer to a friend i'd like to have lots of people listening it would make me so happy um And thank you for all the kind emails saying uh, that you're a listener to the show and that you're enjoying the show and that keep up the good work type of stuff that you guys have been emailing me because I love reading that stuff. I really do. I do appreciate it. Um, Oddly enough, I just got an email like today from Jacob Burleson, and he is like, oh, he's been playing, you know, he picked up Age of Sigmar. He would always wanted to try fantasy But it was just too big of a buy-in Age of Sigmar is an easier buy-in True Uh, He's listening to the podcast He's very excited, he likes the show Uh, I also got him hooked on playing Puzzles and Dragons Um, And he's listening to Hello from the Magic Tavern So there's that too Chunt's up with that Um, If you're playing Puzzles and Dragons Then you should send me an email And I'll get you my user code So we can we can friend up on that game. Yeah, buddy. Um, so uh, then he sends me, after all this nice, he goes, after all the buttering up, my friend's running a tournament in Huntsville called the Redstone Rumble. And so there's still time. And so he asked me if I would uh, plug the Redstone Rumble on the show. and uh, But we just did. We just had that wonderful voicemail. Um, so if you're in the Huntsville, Alabama a- area, uh, go to redstone hyphen rumble.com. Uh, Dave Griffin is, uh, going to be doing a great job with that. Uh, the rules pack, all the information's on there. Go check it out. Uh, there's still spots available and I hate hearing about tournaments that have open spots. Um, we should be selling these games out. This is, uh, this is, this is a, a, a shining time in, in the, in this game. And, uh, Uh, i'm just i I love seeing tournaments filling up like that um it just makes me happy seeing all the people showing up to the tournaments it just you know reaffirms that this is a growing game um and we're not uh it's just uh, it makes me so happy to see it so uh, i'll leave it at that i don't want to bag on any other games or anything like that that was almost my natural inclination we're not as bad as these guys but whatever um Okay, so I got that one down. Oh, I got a, a, a an email here from uh Victor Nilsson. Um he is uh from Sweden and he's uh painting his brand new Beast Claw Raiders. Uh he's wondering if I'm going to do a Battle Tome review of it. And I am. I'm not super ogre uh savvy. Um looking uh, I'm still trying to find an uh, a, a heavy ogre playing friend who's playing AOS. To come on and, and back me up on this one um, So once I've got that Then we might get this going um, But he basically said uh, You know he He's, comp- he's looking at the uh, Alliance rules and stuff And um, There's very few models That you can get in a 2000 System for match play So he's like a lot of these scenarios say you have to have five Models so what do I do are there even are you even able to win a scenario when you need five-plus models to hold a position? I, I thought it could be models with a certain amount of wounds, too, but I could be wrong. Uh, won't the player on the other end just shoot the more fragile yetis and Mornfangs to destroy the player's chance to hold a position, which demands five-plus models? Um, I'm new to this, and I'm just wondering how I should go about to muster a match play pure army. He wants to keep it Beast Claw Raiders, and he's worried Um whether or not he can. Uh, I, and I, I'm not certain. Um, anybody with any ideas? Uh, the show thread, will, you can either put it on our Facebook page or you can go to TGA.community, the Grand Alliance. That's where the show threads are now. If you look under podcast, Garage Hammer's show threads are there now. I will not be putting them up on the Garage Hammer forums because the Garage Hammer forums, as I announced last episode, are going away. Uh, we won't have them anymore, and so I'm not really going to be uh, updating things because it's only got about another month before we switch over. And really, everyone should now be just going over there. Um, so that's uh, that's uh, just if you guys have any advice for him, that would be great. Uh, he basically wants to, to keep, keep it pure with its own allegiance rules. It'll be fluffy and cool uh, because we all know fluffy and cool is the best. So, uh, if anyone can help them out, there's that. And then I got one more, uh, email I want to go through. Uh, this one's from Elizabeth Apke and she wrote me today as well. I got a lot of emails today. Um, and she was listening to the general's handbook episode and she wanted to talk about summoning points. And I read this and, uh, I'm still trying to kind of wrap my head around it, Uh, says, I had the same confusion about summoning points at first. Why wouldn't you just put the models on the table? And had a very similar conversation as you guys did with some of my uh, friendly local gaming store buddies. One of them pointed out you only have to keep the points in reserve, not specific models. So that would let you summon up different units based on situational difference. That was an O moment for me, and I thought it might be for you as well. So if I play 1,600 out of a 2,000-point army, I have 400 points to summon anything that's legally summonable. Uh, So I could literally just uh, have a huge, um, basically, uh, uh, sideboard of anything that is, you know, anything that, that... I can summon. I could have all of the things that are summonable there. And then depending on the situation, I can summon up 400 points of whatever. And That's what she's saying. I'm not certain. Is that right? Because if that's right, that absolutely makes summoning a little bit better. It allows you wiggle room in your game for those last few points if you're not certain what you want to place where. Uh, on top of the, the basics of being able to summon and place things uh, just, you know, where you want them to being able to almost deep strike some of these things in if you get the opportunity. Um, then, uh, oh, she was also a 40K player who uh, figured the best time to investigate fantasy would be on a complete system reboot with free rules. Um, she's got an Island of scaven set, um, and she's been uh, dabbling with that, although she's been listening since the dawn of AOS, and she appreciates my Positivity. And I appreciate the email. and That's right, because I stay positive. That's what I do, and this episode is no exception. Uh, last bit of the emails, and then uh, we'll move on to the Garage Hammer news. Um, okay, so Alex and I were talking, and Alex had said how if you pick an alliance that's one of these smaller alliances, like the flagellants... And they're, those guys, like the, with the faithful of Sigma or something like that, you can get this where you get a certain unit becomes uh, a battle line unit, and that. But then they're that allegiance, and they don't have any special allegiance rules. So you get, uh, you know, you get uh, be messed up because then suddenly you don't have any allegiance rules. And apparently in the FAQ, and I'm surprised I missed this because uh that episode was so heavily I don't edit that much but I had to edit Because I kept skipping through the FAQs Thinking I had read something And I spent all this time looking through the FAQs And I just didn't even pay attention It literally says in there that um, You know you can You can take any of these That you listen for Basically what it comes down to I don't have it right in front of me So you know, don't. I'm not going to quote it But it, basically uh, If you take the Free People's or whatever it's called, um, you know, the f- Fanatics of or the Faithful of Sigmar, or whatever that is, that you get the Luminarch and the and the Hurricaneum and all the Flagellants, um, they're their own special army. You can take all of that in that army as long as it all qualifies, but when you come up to the table, you can still say, but I am going to play the Order of Allegiance. So basically anybody can default to one of the four major... You know order chaos uh destruction and death one so you can take your sub faction and f- qualify for all the different changes and and things that go there uh but you can choose not to take their uh their special abilities and allegiance abilities and specialties if they have them uh you can just you can still keep that as your army but run with. The overarching um, major allegiance uh, piece, if that makes sense, uh, and yeah, that you totally can do that, and I totally missed that, and they were right. Um, I did get an email also about when we were complaining about Lord Croak, and uh, you know it says, "Well, he's got all these other spells." You keep saying he's only got the one spell. The old Lord Croak only could do the one spell. This, the new Lord Croak does have other spells he can do, but this is like his best spell. And not only is it his best spell, but it literally says in his rules, he can cast it three times. First time it costs seven, second time it costs eight, third time it costs nine. Uh, So for the rules to turn around and then say, nope, he can only do it once, um, just is counterintuitive, then why bother to write the rules like that? Or why not change him? Why not change his rules and adjust his points? Um, Whatever it is you're going to do. Um, I personally think you should just let him. Uh, it's always like the army book overrode the the regular rules. Um, the scroll can override that um, because it specifically states that he gets the, he can do that one spell extra times like that. So I would allow it. And I do understand, yes, he's got other spells, um, but you're not bringing Lord Croak so that he can cast a mystic shield. Uh, you're bringing Lord Croak so he can roll 2d6 and make that big of a bubble around him and all his enemies take mortal wounds and you want to keep doing that over and over and over again um, and just take down lots of stuff with it so that's really what we were saying I'm, yes there were other spells we, I totally misspoke when I said there weren't any other spells because there are um alright but that's it so uh that's all the emails so why don't we move on quickly to Garage Hammer News um God, I gotta figure out some some news music. I gotta get some news music in here. Okay, so news. Uh, first and foremost, reminder: as I stated, the GH forum is uh, going away um, because everyone should go to TGA.community. There is no point in any individual AOS podcast having its own forums at this point. To mine, to, to, in, in my personal opinion, um, since everybody is right at this other one. Um, So that's where we're going to go uh, The show thread will be there Under podcasts You can find it there I would love to have people still come in and respond And talk to me and let me know what they think of the show uh, You can also respond on the Facebook page After Ulanor will be exclusively on the Facebook page uh, All discussion will go straight to the Facebook page It's just easier that way uh, What else in the news Silver Tower New Silver Tower stuff uh, new box five models for fifty five bucks and this that 's eleven dollars a character Seer, chaos sorcerer uh dark elf sorceress, skink priest, and a knight heralder. I needed the alternate knight heralder. I was thinking about him today, and now I can get him and get four other people and I can Whoop it up for more uh, Silver Tower fun. Uh, but I'm thinking I've got all these extra models now and all these character models that they're giving you, you know, sending you for these packs and giving you things they've got rules for. And you could buy the app and you could download all the little character things and for like 25 bucks or 26 bucks, You can buy them for $0.99 cents a piece, but if you buy the whole pack, uh, it winds up you get like 30-some of them for 26 bucks. But lo and behold... For those of you who don't want to run your app or run your phone during a thing, uh, card deck, card deck with all the current cards, apparently, I don't know exactly how many, but lots of cards, uh, 25 bucks. So you'll have cards to place in front of your players for all of these different characters that they're coming, that they're writing up for, uh, silver tower, which is just great because I like silver tower a lot. And, uh the more options to play that game with the more weird characters you can play with the better um i've always felt that that you can't have too many for that um you're always going to get that one friend who then can't decide because there's too many choices but the point is there's like someone in there for everybody almost at this point like any race you like to play in warhammer there's almost almost they they've almost got a character for everybody at this point i don't think they have any ogres um but other than that they've got just about everybody So you can pick something and get in there and play. Um, Wonderful. Um, Other news. The Warlords GT and the Face Hammer GT both happened over the last couple of weekends. Wow. Huh? I mean, really, this is... This was awesome. I mean, this is actually newsworthy. The tournament happened. Okay, big deal. The tournament happened. Um, Warhammer TV ran the whole tournament live on Twitch. Um and some of the stuff was on Facebook, the different interviews and stuff. They posted them up there too and on their YouTube channel, whatever. But you could sit there and watch a live stream on Twitch, and I was. I had it up on the computer like while I was doing stuff on the weekend. And they had the they had the the, the camera right over the table. It took up the whole board. That's going on. These guys were commenting on it from a good fifteen, twenty feet away. You could tell they weren't right next to the board. Um you couldn't hear exactly what was being said on the board. You were, there were some points where they were kind of guessing what was happening. You had to wait till the interviews afterwards. But just a constant live stream coverage of the games with commentary. Uh, it just It was fantastic. In between games, they're interviewing people, uh, interviewing the, some of the people with the painting uh, about their models, interviewing some other people. You know, uh, Duncan, the new, uh, the new, the new uh, GW uh, rock star, uh, painting legend uh Mr Thincoat, whatever you want to call him um he was on there when he went on the the, the chat room went insane whenever he popped on um, it was it was great in fact, if I had only one criticism, it was that uh when it first started when it first went up and I was watching uh you had a couple of uh a couple of uh couple of grade-A jerk stores in the chat room uh, over there who obviously didn't play Age of Sigmar, who were only there to take a look and then tell everybody how their game was better. Once those guys went away, once they realized they weren't going to get any traction and they went away, it was just so much fun. Um, it was just great, you know. Um, in fact... Watching the games that weekend, watching people playing, seeing the different armies, seeing all the enthusiasm, seeing all the people playing—that was it. That was it. Was Warlords GT really just got me like I've got to get I got to I've got to get this stuff done. I've got a thousand things I need to do, and I need to start. I need to keep going. I need to get my hour a night. I need to get working again, and all of this came from that. Excitement that was palpable over the air at Warhammer world, um, seeing those games being played, listening to the people talking about it, reading the tweets going on the stuff coming down on Twitter. It was just great, you know, and this is where all of a sudden I was feeling refreshed and renewed and ready to hobby, you know I mean sometimes it's I mean sometimes it's hard to get excited about the hobby. And not just for, you know, not just I don't feel like painting today. You know, it's it's been hard. Um, my enthusiasm for the game was never higher than when the end times first was announced and came out. And there was so much cool stuff going on, and I was so excited. And then we found out that the world was ending, and then AOS came out. And, you know, it, it, even though I'm very enthusiastic about it, I don't have the group that I used to have. Um, There's some new players, and there's some people to play with, um, but we're still sort of getting to know each other and working around schedules, and I don't get nearly the games in that I used to, and that's saying something, because I didn't get a lot of games in before, Um, but I don't have as many games, and I don't have as many paint nights uh, with people as I used to. Uh, It's just my, uh, uh, my closest friends in the community, a good portion of them went to other games and have not yet come back and they've said they're interested and they'll dabble um but in in at, the, at least in the local area i mean of course i've still got friends who still do this heck i still you know i still have paint nights with some of my friends i mean I, i'll sit and chit chat with rotor for a couple of hours while we're painting some nights you know just get up and hook up and start going um but Still, locally, it was a little more difficult. And, you know, eventually that starts to wear on you a bit. And it's like, oh, I don't need to get this done. You know, I'm not going to be playing against anyone except Harrison. And Harrison couldn't care less if the models were painted. Uh, you know, we could be playing on the floor with, uh, you know, uh, Pringles cans and, uh, and school books as terrain. And he'd be like, just, it's cool. Hey, let's get a game in, you know. Um, so to to see... These fully painted armies and these, this great table and all this stuff going on, it's really just lit a fire uh, sort of under me. Um, I have so much that I'm going to be doing in the next like, two to three months and so much content that's going to be coming out as I'm, as I'm going to record a bunch of this and show it to you guys. I'm just I'm so excited. And it's that enthusiasm, that knowing that there's other guys out there, other guys playing, other guys doing stuff, that feeling that you're not alone. And it makes me just want to jump in headfirst into the deep end of the pool and get back into this. And that's pretty much what the rest of this show is going to be about. Um, We're going to take a break and we're going to come back with the toolbox. Uh, We're going to do a quick uh, bit from the toolbox. When we're done with the toolbox, I'm going to talk about the game I had that really cemented this this energy towards the uh, Stormcast Eternals, and then after that, I just I'm going to talk about all the things that I'm doing uh, with the hobby and all the all the things I'm planning on doing, and we'll do that right after this.
3: to Friday Night Magic. There's always something going on at Unique Gifts and Games in Gray's Lake. Check them out on the web at UniqueGG.com
0: chaos Orc superstore, chaos. Chaos Orc superstore. Chaos Orc superstore. Chaos Orc. that's right folks chaos or superstore your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs they've not only got current and classic gw releases chess x dice and vallejo paints but now they're also carrying mantic infinity flames of war Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted board and miniature based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you because at Chaos Org Superstore, what you see is what you get. Right back again with the Toolbox brought to you by Chaos Orc Superstore. That's right. Chaos Orc Superstore. Chaos Orc Superstore. Chaos Orc Superstore. Chaos Orc Superstore. All right, so the Toolbox. Oh gosh, working on these models. Working on my Stormcast. Plugging away at my Stormcast. Um, I have so many ideas on what I want to do with this. Just. It's going beyond, I mean, I've got the paint scheme down and I'm painting them, but I've got so many other ideas and I'm going to, uh, I'm going to really, I'm going to let you guys know later when we start, uh, get to the last section about some of my, some of my big ideas, some of the things I've been uh, sort of, uh, you know, uh, getting ideas for and and really getting my, uh, my, uh, my need to keep moving, going here. But uh you know, I've got the painting going. I'm looking at this painting table, and I see, uh, you know, I look at this and I see what's left. These uh, lots of smaller units, and there's about four or five of them. But I've did the 33 Liberators. Um, the nine guys with wings are, you know, the, the wings are mostly done, and they took a long time. But th- I think the wings are something that's gonna, they, they, I mean, they took a long time because they were kind of a pain in the butt. Um, Going through with the gold and the blue and the and the black and the white and the and the the basics that are on these this these storm casts um i've I've got a rhythm down now, so I look at it, and it doesn't seem like it's not not nearly as daunting as it was when they were they were all just gold like it's like oh, I've got about half of what's on the table done uh, I'm actually just about over half now, and I can get these smaller units just piled away pretty well. Uh, just need to base the liberators. Uh, you know, I'm saving the champions wings for once I get the airbrush down better. I think. I think I'm going to leave them with this, the blue. Leave the other guys with the blue and the white because that blue and the white. I mean, it's okay. Honestly, it's okay on the table. Like if you look at it on the table from three feet, looks pretty good. You pick it up and look close, not so sweet. Um, and I just don't know what I'm doing wrong. May wind up going back and airbrushing over it. You know, when when I realize what I did wrong. Uh, but who knows. Uh, but honestly, all these guys are just variations on what i 've already been doing, and i 've got this handle on it. You know Retributors are like liberators with slightly different armor, but it 's the same color scheme it 's the same ideas, putting the same stuff in the same places um, so i think i can I think I can start really cranking through this, and that 's what 's really exciting is I see sort of an end to what 's here at the table and an ability to start building and picking and choosing a few more items and really getting this Stormcast army up to something special. I've got a lot of, of Stormcast. I mean, I think I've got built already over 2,500 points. Um, And, I mean, I could easily, once I build the few other things that I don't have built, I'll have well over 3,000. 3, so, I'm... I'm kind of excited. I could play some big games with these guys, and that's in the back of my head too. Get this and then you can start on another project which you can always go back and you could sort of pick and choose little things you want to add that you need to add touch ups to and you can and you can go in with with those little few extra guys and and get those things done um, it's 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 just it's a great feeling um, so what else? Uh, we had a great game of AOS. I played against uh, Rotor, and we'll talk about that in just a bit. Um, And not much else in the other, you know. Um, I went to see the new Blair Witch movie, if you want to talk about other. Um, I liked the original Blair Witch movie, so I thought this one wasn't bad. Um, There were some really creepy, uncomfortable parts in it. Uh, I won't spoil it, but there were some great... Uh, parts That I was like really like Oof, This is great uh, There were other parts That were just amazingly stupid And didn't make sense And that was the part That kept it from being awesome um, But I think in the mix I still wound up with Enjoying uh, myself uh, Pretty much um, And uh, other than that I'm still getting the good word out For uh, Hello from the Magic Tavern Dude so many people Are listening now And I'm so I like Hearing from so many people They're starting to listen um and that's great because it's a nice uh Chicago based show that's just it's too it's too good not to listen to at this point. Um you gotta listen. It's that good. Um don't know what else for the other. Really not much. Um just uh that's about it really. So going to um make that a pretty quick toolbox. Um I do have upcoming projects I guess for the toolbox. I guess they should count. Uh I'm gonna have an unboxing and painting video and probably write a little bit about it for the um the Shattered Dominions Realm of Battle Board. I've got one of those and a uh a uh, dreadhold Hellfort fort that I will be unboxing and looking at and putting together and painting. Um, both for it's going to be for some YouTube videos as well as uh, reporting on the show and stuff like that. So, yeah, I guess if you count get the stuff you've got lined up that you have to start working on as hobby progress, I've got that going. Um, very excited about those. They're going to be a nice little distraction when I need a break from painting Little Toy Soldiers when I want to go to uh, something bigger, you know, spraying or getting base coating down on a whole The whole board at once is going to take a while. Um but it's not something that's gonna need that little sit down with precise tiny tiny paintbrush motion. It'll be a nice just get off of the, the the tiny exacting things and move on to just something bigger. Um and then that will, you know, come together hopefully pretty quickly, which will be really nice. Um then I'll have I'll have two basically two board I'll have a really nice board and I'll have a mediocre board here in the house. Um I've got a bunch of uh, games Workshop Terrain now, I've got some Chaos stuff with the Hellfort, I've got some good guy stuff with the, some of the Realm Gates and the other things, so I'm just, I'm super stoked, like, I've, I've got so much down here that's going to start getting put together and getting some some really good games in. Uh, now that the kids are older and basically have abandoned the quote-unquote play area uh, and it's standing free, uh, I'm hoping to get a couple of tables in here and maybe one down here sort of permanently off to the side where you can just always just have it ready so of course it's just getting better and better and better. Uh, so let's, uh, I guess, let's talk about that game I played. I don't want to go into super detail about it because you know, uh, turn by turn battle reports just never. They, uh, I don't know. Um, I don't mind them. I, I listen to them, um, but uh, you know, it's just it's not a thing that I've ever gotten really good at. Um, what was fun was. We were at uh, Alex Gonzalez's house uh, the other weekend. Uh, He was having some games going on. He was having a Saturday, like, all-day gaming, one-day sort of three-round little event at his house. Uh, uh, Rotor and Broska were coming, the Skull Bros. And I couldn't go on Saturday, but I knew they'd be there Friday, so I said I would come down and hang out at least. And... um, Rotor's like, are you bringing an army? And I said, well, I didn't think I was going to bring an army. I didn't think anyone wanted to play. I thought we were just hanging out. And he's like, well, you should bring an army just in case. You know, it's good to have it, even if you know whether you need it or not. It's always good to have it just in case. And I said, oh, I agree. And so I brought it, and we did. I like fifteen minutes after we got there, people broke out into playing like card games and board games, and we just went, we went down to play a play a game, and it was uh, my Stormcast two thousand points against his Seraphon. Um, I took like four characters. I took Lantern Guy and Horn Guy and Banner Guy, but I have the Meteor Banner on that thing. Um, but I didn't realize which was—I didn't know which was which. I thought he was the Teleporty Banner, but either way, I didn't wind up using either of those abilities in the game. I wish I would have had the Meteor Banner to help me more, actually. Um, and then I had those three guys, and then I had the uh, what do you call it? Um, I had the guy on the Dracoth. Just the rider. Uh the Lord Celestine. Um what else? I mean, I, I was just taking like what I had. Like I said, I've got three box sets for uh the the three of the box sets basically. Uh, and then a few extra bits and bobs here and there. So I literally have I have like nine retributors. So I had uh ten of the uh or I had a box of the um the Protectors, and I had made one of those with the Star Soul Mace, and I realized they're all the same model, pretty much. It just depends on how you arm them. So I put the Star Soul Mace guy in there for ten, and okay, there, there's a tenth guy in that unit. I had two units of five uh, of the Bowman or the, the um, whatever there are. Uh, I had fifteen um, Liberators in a unit and then i had uh three units of uh three of the flyers and that was my whole army and uh so we rolled up one of the six scenarios from the book we got the one with the three uh the three Objectives, you know, one in the middle and then two, one to the left or the right of it. And then you want to get on there and stay on there as long as you can. You get more points the longer you're on there. And, um, Rotor brought his Seraphon, you know, uh, slon and the little, the little skink on the, on the riding on the palanquin. And, um, he had some Pterodon riders and he had, uh, the, the big thing with the gem on its back that I can never remember what it's called. Um, he had, uh, some, uh, I think they were the equivalent of Temple Guard and a bunch of characters and uh, it was fun. It was a really cool game i didn 't really i, I haven 't gotten to play with my stormcast because i hadn 't got them painted, so i couldn 't really bring them anywhere. The only person who was playing them really was Harrison when we would mess around or we would play little scenario games from the book, but never really any experience playing it with a big army. Um, and I told them that. I said, look, it's going to take me a while because I don't know all my stuff, uh, which was nice because was like, well, I'm not playing. So I could just sit and I'll hold your book and I'll look up stuff. And I had the, the sheets printed out for myself. So like whenever I had to go to stuff, he already had it open to the guys. He knew what the roles were and the stats. So made it simpler. Um, and after playing this game, just wow, like it was not only really fun, but. And I didn't have any guy, any Drakath riders. I didn't have the Celestian Prime. I didn't have any of the big guns that came out later. I had nothing from the the extremist chamber at all. Um, but boy, they play like like they're written, like they're in the fluff. It's kind of neat. Uh, that's one of the things I got from it. Now there was a lot of fun back and forth in this game. Um, right off the bat, Rotors got that thing where. He, I think it's Ted O'Echo, is that the one? He rolls the dice. or no? he doesn't roll the dice. He takes a die, and he puts it down and covers it up. You don't see what number he's got. And then you put down a die, and he doesn't see what number you've got. And you both reveal, and if you can match, guess his number and match his number, then you get however many re-rolls that number is. But if you don't guess whatever number he put out, he gets... That many rerolls, and you don't. Uh, I guessed his number, so I got all these rerolls, which totally. Then I got the first turn. Um, I, I chose. I, I got to choose. Actually, I didn't take the. I gave him the first turn, but I had the rerolls. He kind of moved up, did his thing, um, and then I realized it's like, wow, I don't have any sort of a magic phase, and I don't have any way to stop magic. But what's cool is not. I mean, like they don't need magic, and you don't see them using a lot of magic per se in these things, they've all just got these like hero abilities. And I guess it's like magic. It kind of reminds you that of like the dwarves. It's like, well, this happens. I have this thing and this is what it does. And it just does it. Um, and it's one of the things that I really liked about this army. Is it? It's just it reminded me of the game. These are the heroes, and these guys run forward, and they say, "No way, men! We're doing this!" And they sound their horn, or shine their lantern, or scream their their thing out, or whatever it is that they're doing. And and it 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 all the men are just pushed to greater heights of glory, and they're fighting and killing, and like the whole army is like everybody's got a little way to throw in some mortal wounds, get those extra wounds in. Um, otherwise, it's funny because it's nothing really special. It's just kind of they don't move as fast as other things. They kind of got to move forward, get in there, and slog it out. Um, but these hero abilities, like everybody, every one of my guys has a hero ability during the hero phase. I got I had to keep track of it. I finally just had to jot it down on a piece of paper. Each guy with what he does, uh, a quick brief, just because I knew. Okay, go down this list. Okay, this guy's putting the you know the guy in the Dracoth twenty four inch bubble. Radius and uh, nobody in there during battle shock phase takes a battle shock test. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. But he's there. Nobody runs and they don't run. They're stormcast. Next guy comes up. I shine my light on you. Now your saves are better. Okay, uh, they've been shined with the light of Sigmar, so they're they're less prone to damage. You know, I'll show. I'll blow my horn and you'll run and still be able to charge. I mean, there's all these cool stuff that would be a spell under like any uh, anybody else. It would be. You'd have to roll for that. That would be like a, a cool spell to get an ability to do. These guys just come up, and it's that's what we do, man. That's our leadership. That's our ability. We come in, and our heroes just let us do these things. And so you got to buy a lot of heroes um, to get all these cool little special abilities. But, man, it's just they're fun. I like playing this army. I like sort of running them up there getting all the heroes to, you know, buff here, buff there, do this, do that. And then the guys just go in and just slog it out. And it's like, just make those rolls, man. Make those rolls and chop up your enemy because you're not running, you're not breaking. They got to kill you to the last man. And that's, Yeah, you know, that's what I kind of loved about playing Undead. I've I realized that every army I play seems to have, a, 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 you know, a, a phase issue. Uh, the dwarves never had a magic phase. The uh, undead didn't deal with the psychology at all. They didn't have to deal with any of that stuff. There's always... Or a shooting phase. These guys don't have a magic phase. Um, but, man, it's just... It's sort of my style of play, man. Get that guy up there. Get the guy in the drag off Make sure nobody has to take uh, Battleshock tests so nobody's breaking and running. You, we just fight and just fight, 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 fight. Get it in there and get things going. Um and that's what we did. I uh, I took I had like I said, rotor went first. I used the horn and rushed a guy up. He ran up there. Then he got the charge off, wiped out some skinks, and then I was in this position to get in there on his uh, on the, the, those Saurus or the Temple Guard or whatever, whichever they were. And uh, those guys are pretty tough too. I think they were the Temple Guard. They were pretty tough. Um, yeah, they were kind of awesome, and. uh I did. I got the initiative, and I got the double turn, and I went in there uh, on the double turn and did a lot of raised a lot of cane. Um, Rotor then comes in, and now we're lined up, and now things are getting now they're tipping back in his favor, and you know we roll, and then Rotor gets a double turn right after my double turn and starts swinging things back his way a bit, which I think they would have fallen my way a little more if he wouldn't have gotten that double turn. But just as they fell my way. When I got the double turn I mean it was like we both sort of set up at that point You know we kind of put our Put the put our chips on the table there And said I hope we get this Because we sort of let ourselves out for it uh, But we both got it which is kind of cool I never saw that happen in a game so far uh, Where we're getting double turns Back to back like that um, It was really fun uh, I lost in the end um, He got me I think 6-5 to five. Um, He was actually paying attention And Getting his objectives much more quickly than I could, um, he got there quicker. And by the time I got up there and started to block him, there just wasn't enough game left for me to turn it around. Um, but it doesn't matter. I was just, like I said, I was. I learned a lot. I learned don't run your uh, your flyboys into the into the stuff. You just let them stand back and throw hammers because they die real quick when you send them up like that. In to fly into things, just let them stand back and throw hammers and make people come to them. Um, I didn't use any of the uh, war scroll battalions. I was I I was looking at them afterwards to see which I would qualify for. And there was one or two cool ones, but you know, at a hundred points a pop or hundred twenty points, I'm like, did I want to sacrifice you know a unit for for this little extra boost or ability? And uh, I don't think I did. Like I felt like I didn't have a lot of army at two thousand points, and I know they're kind of elite, and you won't have as much. But I still felt like I didn't have a lot of army at two thousand points, and didn't necessarily want to give up points for for that, you know. Um. So that was my game, and after that, after playing that and having a good time with that, and afterwards sitting talking with Roder and Broska, and they're like, yeah, you know, these guys, you know, a lot of talk about what guys what went well and what didn't, and. You know how certain guys were used. I really did just throw the whole army forward to see who could fight and who could do what and how well their abilities worked. Um, And afterwards, having the conversation and doing all that, I thought was uh, just a lot of fun and really got me excited to come home. I was like, oh, now I need this and I need that. Uh, And that's that's part of I think what really happened um, was I started to realize that I needed. Uh, there's a couple of tweaks and things I needed and things I don't have because I was just getting the box sets, which only came a certain way. You didn't get a lot of the champion uh, upgrade options and things like that. So, I may, you know, that's that's something I got to start looking into and thinking about. But after watching all those games and then coming in and really playing one and getting to run in there with the Stormcast and and, and get in there for a, a good slog, uh, I enjoyed it. I I did. Um and it's that it, that's the thing that's got me like, all right, so now I got to get all i'm I gotta start firing on all cylinders here this is this has gotta to happen now, um and that's that's where I'm at, so I'm gonna take another little break and we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about uh all the things that really got me rolling and all the things that I've got on the plate now now that I'm sitting down and looking at it and saying, this is kind of what I wanna do, and this is where I'm at. These are sort of the plans that are going to be going in the next few months, and see how much of it I can do. I always overplan and underdeliver, but uh, you know, at least I got a plan, and I know what I'm trying to do. And you know, bit by bit, I'll see how close I can get. You know, um, it, it might be awesome. You never know. So I'll talk to you guys in a couple of minutes, and um, we will talk about big, big winter plans. Be right back. That's right. We are back. Okay, so how would I get my hobby going? I think you've already got an idea here. I've already been gushing about just this game in general. and I, I, I think part of it is that's what it comes down to is sometimes you just got to like fall back in love with the game. Sometimes that just happens. Sometimes... You, know, you, you you got real life and you got all this stuff going on and you're painting and you're having fun and you like it, but it's just not. It's fun, but it's not that that thing where you're constantly thinking about it. You know, where you're making lists in your head and thinking about what I could do, and sometimes you got to like fall in love with it again. And that's what's happened to me in this past month. Um, you know, Games Workshop really putting up that Warlords coverage like that. Just I was shocked. At how much they were covering it and what they were showing us and watching these guys play with these amazing lists and just running through their turns and moving stuff around. I'm like, okay, this is fun listening to the coverage. It was weird and geeky fun to listen to basically what amounted to an equivalent of some sort of sports coverage for um, you know, for Warhammer. Um I guess it's not that weird. I mean, heck, Iron Chef used to do it all the time. Guys sitting there watching them cooking and commenting. Um, but man, was it just so? I, I mean, I was I was riveted. I was I couldn't stop watching when it was on. Like I literally got up on Sunday, like early. Like I woke up early and rather than roll back to bed and and sleep longer, I was like, oh, Forget it. I got up and you know went and flicked it, Flicked on. Uh, Twitch on my iPad and kept watching like I had it on I was like while I was doing errands not errands uh, doing some chores uh, that morning um, kept the screen on in the room with me and, and had it turned up so I could at least listen to it while I was doing stuff I kept going back and looking at what was going on it was so cool it was so much fun and then uh, then I went and, and you know like a week later I'm I'm sitting I'm playing a game finally with my Stormcast. Not everything on the table is painted all the way, but there there are three colors on every model. I'll say that much. Um, they were three different shades of gold, plus uh, uh, a Reikland flesh shade wash. But they were at least there. You know, it was better than just a spray paint of gold, and uh, you know, and and painting a couple of eyeballs or something. Um, seriously, I was just like. Okay, I got them on the table, I'm playing them, and wow. You know, and I think everyone has something that brought them to this hobby. And, you know, for me, I was just, I wanted to build and paint models again. It was something to do that was other than playing video games. And, you know, that was something I loved when I was a kid. And, I mean, I was literally painting Lord of the Rings models, just happily painting models and not worrying about whether the game was that good or not. These were just really cool models, and I was getting back into painting Um, And then Christopher came by and steered me toward fantasy as a game. You know, and then it came, oh, now I've got this, this, oh, this game's pretty cool. And we can have these games. Then it was game time with Christopher. You know, there was more stuff for he and I to do other than playing, just playing rock band and stuff. Um, And suddenly when I wasn't playing, I was reading. And I was immersing myself in the rules and the lore and the stories. Getting old army books on eBay for like 99 cents. And then reading those old stories and stuff. Really just you know, stoked a passion for this game, and that's sort of, you know, I I hit a dry spell recently, basically. Uh, I mean, I've hit several over the, you know, eight, nine years I've been playing, but this is the first time in Age of Sigmar. It's only been out a year, and a lot of it had to do, I think think a lot of it had to do with our local scene sort of splitting up. Um, You know, the guys who were playing Warhammer the most... Of that group from NW2, I'm the only one left that's still playing Warhammer. Uh, Luke and Taz are playing now, and Luke came back. Luke was playing in the beginning of 8th edition, but really stopped playing. Um, he came back. We're getting some new players in. We're sort of building up the local scene. You know, I've run a few of the one-day tournaments, and, and it's growing. It's But, you know, it wasn't. I just wasn't connecting to much of the hobby other than the fluff, writing up scenarios and doing stuff like that. I didn't have to have anything ready for the tournament. I was running it. Uh, I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to play games. In fact, I couldn't play games. I was running the tournament. I didn't have time to play the games. Um, So I was really connected via the fluff and via this podcast. And just seeing that huge community having such a great time, made me want to play and then i i played and i get my game in and since then it's just like like you know i i've just i I've, like i said i've 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 rediscovered my love for this and that's such a great feeling it's so cool uh, i don't know if any of you guys have had this happen to you where you've sort of you know i'm not saying if you've left the hobby and come back or something like that although that i suppose would be an even bigger uh, thing, but just if you 've sort of been through a slump and all of a sudden something is just 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 hits you out of the blue where you 're like i 've got to get back to work i 've got to get back on this stuff right now um, I mean if you have you know put you know go to the, the go to tga dot community and go to the show notes and and leave me a note or drop me an email or leave me a voicemail you know what what renewed your love? for wargaming when it was in a slump um like I said seeing all these other people do it that was mine and it was wonderful it was really it's wonder I I'm, I'm so excited <laughs> I can't I can't tell you enough like how jazzed I am about this um in fact here okay so What have I done in the past two weeks? Okay. So I started cleaning up down here in the crypt because we're going to have some people over to play some games. I think next episode, you know, may have some gaming episode going. Um, I'm getting everything cleared out of here. Um, I'm going through stuff and getting rid of and I'm getting rid of even more stuff I'm not using, more stuff from other games, getting rid of my other game stuff. Um, uh, totally, by the way, uh, if you were the dude who was at our last tournament at UGG and you told me you wanted uh, the list of the troll buds I had, I totally like misplaced your info. Um, and so if that's the case, then uh, get in touch with me so I can get it for you. Um, all right, so as I was saying, I get into this, and now I've kind of lost my mind. Um, So I'm cleaning up down here, getting everything ready, and I start pulling out all the things that I'm going to start using and sort of making sure I'm going to have a place for them and get them set up. Um, So I've got my Foldio 2, which is a great... Uh, light box for taking pictures because I'm going to start photographing and and taking better pictures of this stuff as I'm doing it. So I've got to find a permanent sort of spot for the Foldio. Uh, I know I can fold it and put away, but if I'm going to be using it uh, on a regular basis for a while, I want to have a spot where I can put it, and I know I can just set it up right there. So I want to have a spot for it, even when it's packed away, that I can just know I can put it right there, pop it open, and use it. So I've got... You know, a light box for my pictures. All this stuff that I've always wanted that I've slowly picked up over time and sort of put aside and never really used. Um, Got out my compressor that I got for Christmas. Got out my airbrush. Got my new airbrush, the one I got from Badger. A really super deal on on one of the more basic, uh, you know, Badger airbrushes so that I can start practicing with that. When I get really good with that, I could pull out the chrome, um, which I just feel bad using because it's such a nice you know, high quality airbrush and I pretty much use it for base coating, so I'm like, ugh and okay. Use the so I got this other one. Um and once I can get that up and I can start getting some uh more than base coating, just get some uh you know, some control with the uh, where it's going and you know, grade grading it so it get, sort of fades a bit. Uh I I'd like to go in and, and be able to fix those uh fix those wings on the prosecutors. Um, but so I've got that going right now. I've got that getting set up. Um, and I've got the, uh, I got a painting vent. I got one like a while ago. So if I do start airbrushing or painting down here, um, as long as it's not spray paint, uh, cause it's got the motor and you can't have the spray paint going by with the sparks, but it's got the little vent that you just stick the end out by the window. Um, I don't have a window that opens that way. Uh, it'll have to be up against the screen. So I may have to clean the screen every once in a while. But I've got uh, a light box to, for taking pictures. I've got a air, you know, an air box vent thing so that I can airbrush and paint and not have to worry about it. It'll you know, suck the fumes right into the box and out the tube and out the window. So I don't have to worry about the basement starting to smell funny. Um... And I'm getting everything just sort of set into its place. Uh, I'm, I'm, and this is all the stuff that's just sort of getting. This is the stuff that I've got that I'm going to start using as tools, as equipment to do all this stuff. Um, like I said, I've got a realm of battle board and a bunch of terrain to work on when I need little breaks to get away and to work on stuff. Um, it's gonna, oh god, it's gonna look so beautiful on the board. It's gonna look so. Beautiful with all this the cool GW terrain on the on the GW board, um, but here like just with my Stormcast like okay, uh, I need I'm gonna need some champions like I I have the champions that came in the box you could tell because they've got the little red feather on their head or the little red you know uh, thing on their head, but. Guys, maybe with you know, maybe I want one of my liberators to have the two-handed hammer or one of the are the swords, just something different than what the other guys have. I, I don't know. Maybe I don't even bother with that stuff, but it, it would be nice to have it. I'm looking at all the lists and going down things, saying, "Wow, I'm, I don't have even the option to take any of these things." Like if I took all my, uh, you know, take my adjudicators in a group, um, you know, it's. It, where's the champion? well it's this guy here with the with the thing on his head. But there's no other options. Same thing with uh, some of these other guys. Uh, I haven't taken any of the of the options. Like I said, I've got one guy with a Star Soul mace. Um, I'm gonna need to go out and maybe pick up a box once these guys are painted. Pick up another box. Um, I did pick up a box of paladins, and I made the uh, protectors. I made uh, four of them with a uh, with a mace. Maybe I made. Maybe I picked up two boxes and made ten of them with a mace. I don't remember. I'll have to check what what I have. Um, Either way, I've still got all these extra bits for the mace, so I could buy another box and I'll have enough mace pieces left over to make a couple of those guys, you know, so I could put them in whatever units I want them in. But so now I'm looking at it going, I need to pick up a box so I can make the special characters, you know, uh, out of it because all I have are the generic versions because of the three sets. Um you know, I'm excited about getting through all of this now, too. Getting through the big bulk of it and getting the parts that I want to do. You know, I've seen, uh, I've seen what things can do after playing this game, and it's like, okay, this stuff's good, this stuff's good, this stuff's here, this stuff I want to start painting now, so I want to get that done so I can get them on the table and they look right and they're ready to go. Uh, I may want to make it a tweak here or there, uh, but now I, it's like now that I've seen what the different units can do. Uh I wanna it's like, okay, I wanna get these guys definitely on the table and I wanna make sure that they, they're that these guys are painted next. Like these guys, I gotta get these guys painted so they're out on the table. Um you know, I've decided uh, you know, especially having the three sets that certain certain of the character models I've got duplicates of. Um the the guy with the skull face who I can't think of his name, those are the Lord Relictor. Um I'm just gonna paint the one. I'm not gonna paint all three. I had all three. I realized I'm never gonna probably use more than one, so I'll put the other two aside. Um, just in case I need them, but just, just save time, get them out of the way. Focus on what you're going to use and what you're going to need. Um, I want to finish all that too because I want to build the the Celestin Prime and the 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 Celestin's on the Drakoth, and I want to paint those Drakoth riders and get them built. I want to add them to the mix, add my Extremist Chamber stuff to the mix, and start mixing it up and seeing what else I can do here. Um, I like playing the foot army, I do And I didn't even use that tra- teleport banner I totally forgot about it until Rotor and Brosco were like, oh you better Bubble wrap this guy so that he can't just Pop in behind him and kill him, and I was like, oh yeah I could do that, and I was thinking in my head, oh thanks for reminding me And then as the game was progressing, there was really Nowhere to do it in the beginning, and by the time the game wore on I was like, "Ah, oh, there's no reason to do it, so Whatever, uh, you know Teleport's great if no one's expecting it But at this point I think everyone's expecting Everyone's played it to death So I didn't worry too much about it Heck, if I would have known that I would have just used that meteoric standard As what it was and called it what it was And just rained down some t- some um, some mortal wounds on people um, But I've got all that going, you know And so then I want to paint these Drakoth Riders And now I'm thinking about it And now I've got the basing scheme together so, yeah, so my basing, um, I am sticking with my whole idea of magnetizing them to the bases. Um, I'm going to do that with the with initial bases. And if I never build another base for them, then so what? Um, but I don't think that's the case, especially not because I actually have an idea. And thinking about the bases leads me to a plan for a display board I think could be really cool and not too difficult to do. Um, and it would be interesting. And I'm really like it's like all of a sudden I'm thinking about other things like display boards. Like really display board? Because uh, if you know me, you know I my display boards are utilitarian at best. Um, I borrow them from people. I they, they are something for me to move my models around on at a tournament and to have some sort of a place to put them that almost has a theme or an idea. Um, my last board was so utilitarian it was just like a two level brown painted with some um with some sand on it and basically uh I just had it all set up like that and then uh I had taken the garden of More set and i had Pin, took a pin drill and drilled holes in the bits of the terrain for the Garden of Moor. And then I would set up my army however I wanted and then put the terrain down around them once whatever size of army fit. And I would put the terrain down around them and take paper clips and cut them in half so they were U shaped and stick them into the holes in the terrain pieces so that they would just stay there however I wanted them. And I would keep them that way. So that's how basic I've been. With my boards so an idea for an actual Display board that's like themed and goes with The army is just unheard of But that's that's like where I'm at That's what I want to have and if it's not You know if I get the army ready for Wapaca and then have the display board Ready at Adepticon that would be you know I'll even Take that like I just I but I, I'm just These are all these cool things I want to do And it's like I'm excited okay so here So here's so here's, I guess the plans okay uh, 100% lava bases Doing them lava bases figured out how to magnetize them I have the uh, I still have the the bit that's the same size as the as the magnets and it's uh marked with a sharpie uh in silver at the right depth so once I start it's a black drill bit so once I drill into the foot once I don't see black anymore once I see the silver on the sharpie I know I've hit that point to put the magnet in and um I'm pretty certain even doing that lava basing with that crumbly stuff, I should be able to put these guys right on top of it when it's done. Boom, and it should, those magnets, those rare earth magnets should be strong enough where it's going to hold him uh, through that layer of plastic on the, on the GW base and through that, uh, through that stuff. So uh, I think that'll be just fine. Uh, I'm very excited, though, because once I've got everything done, the long-term plan, go back, and I can do, uh, if I have another basing scheme, I've already, I basically want to do um, a basing scheme to match the realm of battle board, something more of a, just, a, you know, like a grass and dirt type of basic stuff. Um, I'd also really like to do, um, like, uh, I, might even, I might even go and just for, uh, you know, stake just to, to see how it works do some of those uh pre-made ones but i'm I'm not hearing too much great about those plus they don't sell 50 millimeter uh, rounds which makes no sense to me it's a size in the army and they don't sell it for those uh so i may stick away from those and just buy the little bits to put on but i've got basically three three separate schemes in my head um and any other you know army that i build that i want to mix them in with um, if they've got a different scheme, I could make something matching with those magnets. So uh, I just want to see how that works. I don't necessarily want to do it with every army. I just want to do it with my Stormcast and see what happens. Because um, I could see them mixing them in with the free, but the with the with some of the old Empire stuff like the Flagellants and the the Luminarch or the or the Hurricaneum. Uh, I could also see mixing them with the Fire Slayers. Um, and so depending on how those armies are, are made and based, if I want to mix and match, it would be cool to be able to have this. I just want the Stormcast to be able to change because they go everywhere and they go everywhere. And I just want them to have those bases. It's sort of an idea of mine. It might be stupid. It might not work. But if I get it to work, it'll be so cool. Um, and then and then that, like I said, gave me this idea for this display board. Um it won't be too large. You know, I will build it, according to the army, a little bigger than I need for the army. Um, it's going to have, like, three different levels on it, but nothing too difficult to build. None of these you know, floating you know, palaces in the sky. Something that's transportable and, and buildable at my level. Uh, but then they'll be all in the different parts, and they'll have their different pieces. Uh, I'm just super excited, you know, um, especially if I can get the basing right, because... Uh, okay, well, I, you know what? Why am I keeping it a secret? Why am I not saying things? Look, I, I want to do a three level and have it be like three different realms, and uh, connecting the three realms. Basically, I'm going to take my two realm gates and make those part of the display board. So I'll have a realm gate between the first third and the second third of the board, and then off between the second third and the third third of the board. Even though they are different levels, there'll be a realm gate at there at those points, and so you'll have like the realm of. Of uh, fire, you know, you'll have actually right there in the middle. Uh, you might have the realm of life on the right, and a different realm on the left. And so, getting those—if I can do that—and get those those, uh, you know, I have everyone with the lava bases. For when I'm playing, they're all the same. But then when I put them on the display board, I could pop off the lava bases, put the Realm of Life bases I made, and put them there. Just have the little bases off on the side. Uh, Then the third realm, whatever that realm is, I could pop those bases, put those bases on, have that off to the side. So they match up on their display boards really nicely, uh, but I can switch them back. Um, I know it's stupid. I know it is. And I know it's more work than anyone would ever want to do. But... It's, it's, I just, I always remember back to Chris Yu's army, the one that won uh, uh, Player's Choice at Adepticon. And he had that cool boat at the dock with the, with the High Elves. And some of them were on the boat, so they had like the wooden slat bases. And some were on the dock, so they had the stone bases. And his eagles were flying over the water, so they had the water bases. And they looked great on the display board. And when you brought them onto the table, they didn't always match up. And I remember Chris even saying that some of that stuff, you know, does it have a cohesive theme? He said when he brought it on the table, it didn't always look right on the table when you're playing with it. And it's always sort of stuck with me that that was such a cool thing. And he sort of agonized over either not having the bases match the, the board or having them match the board. And then when they come out to play, they don't match with each other. Um, and how, I mean, I have a drill. And I have an electric drill with a little bit, and I just go into each of the feet. Stick in the magnet with some glue. Let it dry. Glue the magnet to the other side when I've got it exactly where I want it. In fact, if it works the way I'm hoping, all I have to do is put the guy there, and then the magnet will attach right, you know, will hold right underneath there. And then all I got to do is pull it off, and I'll know exactly where to put the glue. Let the magnet back on. Bing, bang, boom. Problem solved. This. Um, This is like my grand master plan though. Like you guys understand people who know me well enough know these are like delusions of grandeur, but it's still the plan. So I'm painting away, plugging away getting these things built and painted and done are painted and done so that I can move on. Uh, Once this main batch is painted, I'm going to start working on some of the bases. I've got to have at least a basic set of bases done for Wapaka. So I've got a little bit of a goal. I've got time, but I'm still working on it. I'm just, it's like, wow, this is, this is, I have a plan. I have a plan and an idea and it's going beyond just painting my models. I've never had a plan before. I've always just painted some models and thrown them on a display board. Um I've had themes, I've had backstories written, all that stuff. That just comes second nature. Um coming up with a design for a display board that's actually a display board that tells a story, this is a first step for me. I'm no good at conversions, I'm no good at sculpting. Um I've got to find my outlet uh for creativity. Um Elsewhere, And right now I'm thinking it's going to be in my basing and in my display boards and hopefully that'll, you know, that'll work. And if it works, maybe I'll have some confidence to try something. Um, I've never been good at repositioning models, cutting them up, repositioning them green, stuffing them. And with these newer models, it seems even more difficult to do that, at least to me it seems more difficult or more daunting so i keep looking at it going <laughs> so you know this is this is my outlet to do something a little creative that's not exactly what you know is just the painted model exactly fresh out of the box and built cuz that's not my power that's not my skill that's not my thing <sighs> but that's what I, that's my plan and paint the of battle board and get all the, the the terrain done and get some more games in and of course you know we've got the show, so we've got uh, stuff coming up, and we'll talk about the show and the upcoming things for that when we get back. I'm very excited, but I think that's everything. Like, and that's a lot, but it's going to be so cool. And I'm either going to get really sick of the Stormcast by the time I'm done, or I'm going to love them and have them to play with the tournaments while I'm working on something else. Either. Probably fire slayers, or else rebasing the the death army. Uh, depends on how much of a pain the rebasing gets to be. Um, it also comes down to how many new zombies I'm going to have to build because I can't rebase the old ones. Um, uh, you know, they're they're a part of my legacy of my army, and I'm and actually once a month my Patreon. Uh, patrons, you know, get a chance to win one, sign it, send it off. You get a part of the, of the billion zombie army here. Um, but I have to rebake those and I'm not too keen on it. Yeah, but that's, that's a story for another day because I'm also thinking about taking Tomlin's ghouls that I won in his not a contest not a raffle contest. He's got those old school metal ghouls. I'm thinking of putting those on the rounds and just using them instead of the mantic ones cuz they're nicer. I mean, the mantic ghouls I like, but I like them by default, you know, because the GW zombies and ghouls are just well, the zombies. I mean, come on, why are they not redoing those? I, what is the deal? Are they, are they I think they're like the oldest kit left, aren't they? Like is there anything older and more ridiculous than the zombies Um, and the ghouls I don't I just I don't get the aesthetic I don't get the whole my bones are ripping out of my body and I'm totally okay with it especially when they weren't technically dead to begin with now they're explaining it with this whole Morton's I'm reading the rules why they're still you know but whatever they had them forever as they weren't really dead but they've got it just I don't get the ghouls Um, but the old school ghouls I might go with but now I'm starting to ramble. I'm a little off topic, but I'm thinking. I'm thinking about all this stuff because it's it's all I've been thinking about the past few days. I literally have to go to work, and I have to leave everything I have for GW at home uh, because if I even have a white dwarf in my bag, uh, when I'm supposed to be grading papers, I'll pull it out and start leafing through it rather than anything else because that is just all I've been thinking about for the last week or two. I think some of you know how I'm feeling. Um, you can sympathize or at least empathize. Or something with your thighs I mean I don't know Something thighs It works Just give me something Um, But yeah So let's take a break Last break And then we'll come back And sort of Do a quick recap And talk about Some of the upcoming shows And things we're going to be doing uh, In the next few weeks So I'll be back In just a few minutes Hey, folks, it's Dave, and I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Battle Foam. You've all heard me talk about it before. The foam is firm. It doesn't separate from the base. They custom cut, design, make any piece of foam you want to fit any model you want. Anytime a new army comes out, within days, you've got Battle Foam cut designed to fit those models. This isn't a game company making cases on the side. This is a carrying case company making foam custom carrying cases to protect your army. It's what they do. It's all they do. Check it out at BattleFoam.com. BattleFoam. Protecting your army. Okay, folks, so I think I've explained my resurgence of my passion for this hobby uh, ad nauseum. I think I've gotten my point across at this juncture, so I think um, we're going to get to the wrapping it up uh, uh, point here. Um, yeah, so upcoming. Um, we are definitely, before the end of the year, going to cover God, Beasts, and All Gates. Uh, I know other people have covered it, but I'm doing it. I'm doing it the Garage Hammer way, which I think speaks for itself. Um, they don't give me as much sidebar reading stuff as they did in the the uh, end times. But I will figure it out, and I will get it going, and we will have some full-on, in-depth... Garage Hammer-esque Reviews for the end of the year um, Since those are the last two Big books uh, they may be like The holiday episodes for the, When you have your long holiday drive you can sit And listen to uh, The stories of God Beasts and uh, The All Gates I'm Definitely going to get at least Another uh, another uh, Battle Tome Reviewed in there in that time in the next Few months um, I'm thinking next episode we might have a a, re, a return player. Someone hasn't played since about what the second or third month of Eighth Edition, uh, just because they went away to college and had stuff to do, and now they're back and they're like, oh, it was, you know, it's kind of a it, you know, it's kind of a lot to get back into, and like, it's a four-page PDF and some war skulls. Really? Yeah. Let me look at this. Oh, I want to play. So next episode, we might have that. We're also going to have Romeo on from Battlefoam talking about all the cool new things coming out before the holidays for you guys. Um but I'm very excited about the next three months worth of shows. Um, you know, November and December, nothing ever comes out from anybody in November and December. So I'm assuming we're going to have a nice little break uh, there um, before next year. Um, that was when I talked to the community guys. They said next year is going to be jumping with stuff for AOS. So I'm going to try to get all caught up as much as I can by that time. Um and so that's going to have a lot of those types of, uh, of, you know, fluff coverage and getting us caught up on where we're at. Uh, I'm excited for it. I really am. It's like I'm doing the reading and I'm just, I'm trying to find the right co-host for the right book, um, to make sure that we get a nice fun, uh, story, uh, for you guys, um, in that garage hammer style. So that's, what's coming up. And, uh, I hope you guys are as enthused as I am. Uh, tell a friend to listen. You know, I like to see that we get a lot of downloads. It doesn't really, you know, sponsors like to see a lot of downloads too, but it just, it makes me feel good to know people are listening. So if you can get a friend to listen, that's great. Um, as we've been talking on the show, seriously, email me or go to the Facebook page or go to Community and under the Garage Hammer uh, podcast section, uh, you know, comment on the show. What, what... What brought you out of a lull? What reignited your love for this hobby? I would love to know that. I would love to put together a little segment at some point, just of the of the you know a compilation of all the different things that brought people back. I think that would be interesting. So please let me know what brought you back uh, to the game. Um, And other than that, you know, this I think that's pretty much it for one fifty three. Uh, I want to, once again, thank everyone for listening. And I do want to remind you guys, uh, an iTunes review would be nice. Also, please check out the Patreon page, patreon.com garagehammer. Um, right now, we don't have any sort of a donate thing up. We used to have the little donate button on the website. It's not there. It's going to be on the new website if anyone wanted to just do like a one-time donation to help out the show. But if you wanted to be a show patron, if you wanted to help out any amount, Any month you want. uh, We do two shows a month. So there would be two things. So whatever you put in would be, you put in 50 cents. It would be like a dollar a month, two shows at 50 cents. And anything you want to offer helps with the show. Um, And it's really, like I said, it's been huge because right now I am converting space down here in the crypt uh, and moving things around and and getting things out and, and getting some more stuff put in so that I could do some proper YouTube videos that don't look like I'm in a dungeon. Uh, even though I call it The Crypt, I'd like it to look a little nicer than that. I'm getting some I'm getting some better lighting and stuff down here uh, so we can do those YouTube videos. We're going to be posting our first YouTube videos uh, in October, um, and I, I'm, I'm excited about that. That's all because of the patrons. That's all because of you guys. Um, we're going to start doing live episodes in October, too. Uh, someone has suggested Twitch TV, and I'm thinking that might work. Um, it seems to be more gaming, but this is about gaming. Uh, I, that can work. If anyone knows anything about that and wants to help me out or let me know some information, um, that'd be great. But I'm thinking we might do that, you know, because uh, the patrons uh, have gotten us to that level where they want to have some live shows. So we'll be while I record live, like I'm doing now, you guys would be able to listen. There'd be a chat room. You guys would be able to to you know type in in the chat room, um, join in on things like that. And that's pretty exciting to me. I'm I'm very excited about doing live episodes. I've always wanted to do live episodes. Um, You're going to get to see behind the curtain. You know, sometimes we record out of order, and I'm going to have to deal with that. And sometimes, you know, we got to stop and take a break. And I'm going to try to focus like a laser beam and get things more in sync and at one shot and all together uh, for the live show. It's going to help me stay focused and keep a clean show. Um, But I think it'll be fun. And I think people, I hope you guys will tune in um, to hear what it's like live. And then you hear the the recorded episode and all polished and you'll see, you'll see how much the polish helps, (laughs) but uh, all of that's going on. Thanks to, thanks to you guys. Thanks to the patrons. So like I said, if you want to help any amount, like I said, even, you know, 50 cents a show is a buck a month. And that really does help a ton. Um, and you can check out the different reward levels There's different things you can get from the show um, If you go into different levels uh, But honestly just, just even looking at it and considering it I, I do appreciate it uh, That's great So that is definitely a show right there uh, Episode 153 How I Got My Groove Back Is in the can And will be out to you As soon as I get it up on the streams. So until next time folks Only the faithful will be triumphant. Only the faithful will stand when all others fall. And only the faithful know no despair except in failure. You've been listening to Garage
3: Hammer. If you like the show, we invite you to join the Garage Hammer community by joining our forums at garagehammer.net slash forum or our Facebook page, Garage Hammer Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter, follow David at Garage Hammer, and follow Chris at TopherChrisU. If you'd like to contact us, you can reach David through David at GarageHammer.net. You can reach me, that's Chris, through ChrisU at GarageHammer.net. And you can reach both of us through GarageHammer at Live.com. If you want to help support GarageHammer, check the support page or the show store on our website, or leave us a positive review on iTunes. Until next time, thanks for listening.